Welcome to the Equipped Podcast, where corporate woman Cassie Duke and college basketball coach Clarice Garcia help you uncover what God's Word says about who you are and His promises for you. This podcast is a journey to equip and empower you to operate and thrive in your God-given identity. It is a great day to be joined again together to talk to you about um, everything that God has placed on our heart this week. I am joined by my friend Cassie. Cassie, welcome. Great day. Yeah, fantastic day. Uh, excited, as always, to be with Clarice uh, doing another quick podcast. And Clarice, I believe this is our 14th. We are on week 14. Praise the Lord. Yeah. So fun. Yeah, <laughs> praise God. I appreciate his faithfulness and just allowing us the opportunity week in and week out uh, mm-hmm. to speak about him and who he is. And thank you for all who listen. Um, if you love it, share it. We would love for you to do that. And don't forget to provide feedback. We have an email address on our website. So now we get to dive in. Cassie, I'm so excited about what the scripture that we're going to talk about because I think it's going to end up being a three-week-ish theme process. Um but today we're going to pull from 1 Corinthians 13, 13, and it says in the word, so now faith, hope, and love abide these three, but the greatest of these is love. So when we say this, it's like, okay, what is faith? And we say here, it's just like, what is faith? What, what do we say that, what does the scripture say that faith is? Uh, absolutely. And I, you know, as you read that, it says Paul saying, and these three remain faith, Mm -hmm. hope, and love. So if this is what's remaining, you know, these are standing out to me as crucial faith, hope, and love. And that's why we're going over it in the next few weeks. So Clarice, I'm putting the question back to you. The first one, what we're talking about today is faith. What Mm. does the Bible tell us that faith is? Yes. Well, I think one of the ones that instantly I had to learn, but Hebrews 11, one, we know, we know, and we find that that's the kind of definition we've, that God has given us about faith, but it says faith is the assurance of things hoped for and the conviction of things not seen in a different scripture. Cause I really wanted to look at this one in the different English wording first, just because I think it helped me grasp it a little bit better. Sometimes I'll go to the message, sometimes NIV King James, you know, in the King James, it says faith is a sub- substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. You know, in the NIV, it says faith is the confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. So in essence, it's saying there's a thing that we're hoping for and we don't necessarily see it, but we are assured that we will. So it kind of is highlighting these spiritual eyes where it's like, okay, my natural, I may not be seeing anything remotely to what God promised me, whether it's through circumstance, situation, condition, whatever it is we're not necessarily seeing it in the physical, but in our spiritual eyes and what we know, what, what God's promised us, we are able to see it with those spiritual eyes. And so, you know, I think of um, just what that conviction is, you know, it says, um, you know, the conviction of things not seen. And when you say conviction, it's just the evidence or the proof of things not seen. And what's awesome is most every time, and, and I'd have to go back and fully be confident of that, but almost in every scripture that I researched leading up to this um, podcast, the word faith remains the same. And I may butcher the saying, but it actually is the word in Greek, pistis. And I think I may be saying that wrong, but either way, it's pistis. And it says, um, 
it's just the conviction of the truth of anything. And it's this strong or this core belief with the predominant idea of trust springing from faith in the same. So whatever it is that you have believed in, it is that idea of trust springing from that. Um, You know, one of the things, obviously, with this word, it ties to our conviction that God exists. He is the creator and ruler of all things and is the provider and bestower of eternal salvation. And then it's also the conviction that we know that Jesus is the Messiah through whom we obtain eternal salvation and God's kingdom. Um, So such strong ways to look at and unpack this word. And obviously it's going to spend a lifetime for us walking a faith journey. It's going to spend a lifetime of us um, understanding more deeply what God's what it means to be full of faith or understand the faith that God has placed in us. Well said. And I keep reading further in Hebrews. And um, for those of you who are familiar with it, Hebrews 11 is yeah. com- com- commonly called the faith chapter. So we'll put that on the website as one of the takeaways from this week to make sure you read mm-hmm. the entire uh, yes. chapter of Hebrews 11, because it's giving examples. It kicks off like Clarice said with the definition and it goes into examples of people of faith that the, uh, scriptures are highlighting, so you know these folks uh, were full of faith. But Clarice says we're introducing one of the things that I saw in Hebrews eleven six. Uh, again, the definition you just did so well for us is that assurance and that certainty in what the Lord has promised. And in eleven six, it says, mm-hmm. "And without faith, it is impossible to please God, yeah. because anyone who comes to Him must believe that He exists and that He rewards those that earnestly seek Him." And again, it's not a workspace thing, but what that's telling me is that faith is so crucial to the Christian walk that mm. that is what is pleasing to the Lord. When we look at him and say, I trust you, I believe you, I, what you promised me will come to pass, that delights him. So Clarice, just furthermore, why we should spend our time today learning more about faith. Absolutely. And as we talk through today, we're going to talk through it in multiple ways. So we're going to start uh, quickly with how faith is foundational. And then we're going to move into how faith is practical and how faith mm-hmm. is behavioral, meaning how it impacts mm-hmm. impacts our day-to-day behaviors and really mm-hmm. our posture of how we walk out this Christian life. So, Clarice, let's jump into the first one, which we've talked about in previous weeks unknowingly, but we want to, Clarice and I agreed to take a moment to highlight the foundational part of faith. And mm-hmm. this is how we believe for salvation. Um, In the book of Ephesians, uh, chapter two, verse eight, and I believe it goes into nine. It says, for it is by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not from yourselves. It is a gift of God, not by works so that no one can boast. And so our basic salvation starts with faith. Because we can't see, you know, I can't look at Jesus and say, I believe in you. I can't touch him. I am reading these stories and Holy Spirit's moving within me and prompted me to believe and have faith in Jesus. And even Jesus himself talking to his disciples in the book of John, John 20 um, verses 27 through 29, he indicates here, I don't want to just quote, let me get to it. He -hmm. said, because talking to Thomas, he says, because you have seen me, you have believed, but blessed are those who have not seen and yet Mm. believed. And so what Christ is saying is you come to me, you come to the salvation through faith in me. And then Mm. he's saying here in John is blessed 
are you that have that faith without having to see it? So it just ties. That's us. Yes. (laughs) Like we haven't seen them and Uh -uh. we are the blessed ones because we have believed yet, even though we have not seen. So this foundational faith, uh, we can't go too far into this without Mm -hmm. first addressing that's where faith starts Mm -hmm. and that's salvation. Well, yeah. And just in one chapter even further, it says looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith in Mm -hmm. Hebrews 12 too. Absolutely. So it's how we come to Christ. It's how we come to salvation. And as usual, Christ modeled it for us and provided Mm it, you know, if we elect to take it. So Clarice, you know, so Uh now we know we come to know the Lord in our salvation and how wonderful that is through faith. Let's talk today about, you know, what does this look like now? Like in my Mm. walk as a Christian, and we're going to share a lot of testimonies today uh, with you listeners. You know, Clarice has shared Revelation before where it talks about, um, well, Clarice, quote it. Sure. Yeah. Sure. (laughs) (laughs) It's one of my go-tos in core scriptures, but it's it's Revelation 12, 11, and it's by the blood of the lamb and the word of a testimony Mm -hmm. we overcome. Yes. And I think of how amazing it is to help other people around us know that we have taken a step of faith. We have believed something and either received it or still in the process of it. But either way, we get to exercise faith. Absolutely. And stir it up in one another. So uh-huh. often when we talk about it and remember what the Lord has done previously, what yes. you're believing for currently, it stirs up faith and yourself in one another um, to believe him for what he has promised. Uh-huh. Absolutely. Well, and looking um, just even quickly in Romans about Abraham, it says, no unbelief made him waver concerning the promise of God. And he grew strong in his faith and he gave glory to God, fully convinced God was able to do what he promised. Right. And so I think of, you know, there are times when we're believing for something or, you know, it, it may be something small in our day, but it's literally, okay, we through sharing our testimony can help counter that unbelief in people. You know, I think one of our favorite scriptures too is um, the story of the man um, asking Jesus to heal his child. And he says, I believe, help my unbelief. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and how, how often instantaneously we're vacillating between this belief, unbelief, and it's just this confliction, but it's like, no, I believe, help my unbelief. So, you know, God didn't condemn him for that. But I think of, you know, these easy, practical just, okay, we said, what is faith? And I think about just even in the day to day, right? I don't, I am very mindless when it comes to um, getting onto a plane to travel for work or pleasure or business, whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't think anything of it. I don't think of the thousand different things that could go wrong. I, it is very easy for me to step onto a plane full of faith and assurance that I'm going to get from point A to point B, regardless of how long the duration of the flight is. And that is something I've always personally admired in you um, (laughs) because I I don't share that same just natural assurance of a plane. The Lord has blessed me with a very analytical mind. Um, So I I do. My natural would be to think of everything that could go sideways Mm -hmm. and the risk and et cetera, et cetera. But, to your point, even something as simple for me as getting on a plane that mm. requires faith. And I, I always mm-hmm. lay my hand on the plane and pray, <laughs> laugh if you will. Um, but, <laughs> I've done it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Cause if I'm walking on in faith and saying, all right, Lord, mm-hmm. you know, this doesn't make sense in my natural brain, but you called yeah. me to go to this place. And that is one yes. of the things where faith is so crucial because I'm trusting mm. the Lord and what he promised. He said, yes. go here. So I'm trusting you to go there. So um, it does require 
taking some of that natural feeling or the circumstances that I see around me um, to not give them priority. But I'm putting my trust or confidence, assurance, those things we heard about Uh faith in the Lord. Yes. And so something, Clarice, I love starting out so practical because that Uh is something you have faith. And usually an hour later or three hours later, wherever you're flying to, ta-da, you know, God came through or the pilot Uh came through or however you want to look at it. But it is, it's the Uh Lord. He said, do this in faith. And then quickly I saw it come to pass and he was faithful. It's not always that quick, is it? Mm, no, <laughs> <laughs> not at all. Sometimes you spend a lifetime. It talks about, you know, I think at the end of this, this faith chapter and in 39, it says all these, all these people, though commended through their faith did not receive what was promised. Not all of them. And since God provided something better for us that, um, apart from that, they should not be made perfect. And so it's just like, okay, sometimes you will spend a lifetime. And sometimes, you know, you look at David and his son, David, um, wasn't the one to rebuild the temple, but his son was. And so, you know, certain things that you're able to, through your faith, carry and pass on and just be like, no, this is what we're believing for, for our family. So, yeah. And I feel like I feel led by Holy Spirit here to pause and give some weight Mm -hmm. to that. Um, Mm -hmm. You may hear us say this throughout. So we said Hebrews 11, it's a chapter about faith. It starts by defining it, talking about how it's pleasing to the Lord. And then it goes through, I don't know, 20 something chapters Mm -hmm. of, like Corey said, Abraham and these different individuals from scriptures of how they had such amazing faith. And the Bible's given them kudos, essentially, in my language. Mm -hmm. And so it's by, and every verse is starting by faith. The people passed through the Red Sea by faith. The walls of Jericho fell by faith. The prostitute Mm -hmm. Rahab did what she did. And it's going at the end. So what Clarice just read, and it's saying these are were all these, all those people were all commended for their faith. So yay, they had great faith. Mm-hmm. And the part we don't love about that yeah. scripture <laughs> is yet none of them received what was promised. And mm-hmm. so I heard Holy Spirit loud last night when we were studying for this. Tell me, and I wanted to share it with you all on the line, that the benefit of faith is mm-hmm. not simply to gain what you're believing for. We're going to let that sink in for a minute. Like the reason we have faith, the reason we have this confidence assurance, isn't simply just to get, it's not simply to say, okay, I want a better job. Mm -hmm. I want a husband. I want a child. I want whatever it may be. Those things aren't bad, but God doesn't emphasize faith solely just to say, here, have these things. Yeah. Now we'll talk about in a minute. Our father's phenomenal and he gives great gifts. So Absolutely. it's complex, you know, as we talk through mm-hmm. it, but we wanted to kick off here and just remind us that we don't have faith just simply to get rather. It's mm-hmm. a way of life as a Christian that we're yes. walking in full trust, full confidence of our faithful father. And so think about your best friend or your spouse or your child you want them to trust you just because of who you are and your character. You don't want to live a life yeah. with people who are constantly saying, prove it to me, show mm-hmm. me, give it to me. Like if my husband looked at me and said, I would trust you after you do X, Y, and Z, it would mm. hurt me. Whereas now we're walking in this life with Christ and because of who he is, we say, we have faith in you, Lord. We trust you, Lord. And I trust that what mm. you promised to me, that in your timing, you'll bring it to pass. Yeah. And he, and he does. He's so faithful. So Cassie, I would love to hear one of your faith stories. Oh yeah. Let's do this. So, mm-hmm. um, talking practical so far, uh, there's so many amazing ones. Uh, mm-hmm. one that highlights to me, um, 
I'll start simple. I'll start with a, a financial one, which we say yeah. is simple, but man, the finances are wrecked. But that's not so simple. <laughs> um, when I was an early believer, so this was probably in about 2006 timeframe. Um, I had just gotten out of college for about a year and started my first job. And, mm. uh, as you can imagine, you just don't make a lot of money right out the gate, yeah. but I had, uh, plenty of bills and I was new to this Jesus thing. And so I just heard about the concept of tithing. Mm. Um, and I, I felt prompted, I felt led by Holy spirit, uh, to start giving and start tithing. So I did, but I will say my natural brain, I'm like, well, this doesn't make sense. I'm already money's already tight and you're telling me to give 10% of my money away. Like mm. this is backwards to my spreadsheet. <laughs> it wasn't working. <laughs> um, in my, like the beginning, uh, it was a leadership program. Part of my job was coming to an end and I knew I was going to get placed. Mm. Um, and so it would be a salary change, but I had no indicator of what type of salary change or if it was going to be a lot of money, a little money. I didn't know, but I did know what I needed to make the month work. And I was in a service and I felt the Lord prompting and another testimony that indicated give more than the tithe. And of course mm. I was a little mind blown. I'm like, excuse me. He, he <laughs> was like, tithe on what you're believing me for. Like if you need, let's mm. say I need to make $46,000 mm -hmm. to make my bills. He said, tithe off of like, like you already make $46,000. And I'm mm. like, but I don't Lord. He's like, trust me, have faith that I will provide what you need. And so it was a stretch. And so I did, uh, I wrote a couple of tithe checks for a, a few weeks at that amount, uh, terrified if I'm honest, <laughs> but full of faith that what he told me would come to pass. And so, uh, the Lord was very gracious to me in my early Christianity that it only took three tithe checks, um, before the promotion came and y'all, awesome. it was exactly 10 mm. times what I've been tithing, like wow. to the penny. Um, mm. So that built, so it was like, <laughs> it was this small little test of o faith. That obedience. Again, obedience mm -hmm. that he quickly met. And again, early Christianity, oftentimes, you know, we're, we're feeding on milk and later <laughs> life, it's the meat. So um, mm. I wouldn't say it's quite, it's been quite that quick nowadays, but Clarice, that was one of my first just behavioral, practical mm. day in and day out. Listen to the Lord's direction. Believe him in faith, even though circumstances didn't seem mm. to make sense. And here he shows up just like he said he would. Wow. I'm just smiling over here because I think of how hard it is for us to trust him. But we can take him at his word because he is faithful. And I think at the core of this is just we can do that because he, it's not about us. It's about him and who he is, yes. you know, and it's because of his faithfulness that we can believe. And because he's already, you know, God knows us. We, he's already proved himself multiple times over right. and over and over and over again. So, you know, when our trust is waning or our trust just isn't necessarily where we need it to be, he has got it. And yeah. And all and throughout I, scriptures and Clarice, I want to hear, um, one of yours mm -hmm. all throughout scriptures, you know, Romans one seventeen, the righteous live by faith. Galatians yes. three eleven says as well, second Corinthians five, seven, walk by faith, not by sight. You know, we pop these out here because as you read all throughout scripture, this is defining the Christian's walk. It's yes. walk by faith. Mm -hmm. And it is. And it's, it is so interesting because when you say walk by faith, I think sometimes I'm going to miss it. 
I'm going to miss what God has for me. And that's an unbelief system that I had to uproot and just trust because of what God's word says. And in his word in Psalm 37, 23, I latched on to this one. It says the heart of man plans his way, but the Lord establishes his step. Yes. And, um, you know, the steps of the righteous man are ordered by God. Um, and in my, in my, when it says the heart of man plans his way, man, I am good. <laughs> I am really good at packing my schedule and trying to do what I think I want to do. And I remember, I think I told this in one of the other podcasts, I remember listening to a sermon once and the woman that prayed about everything. And I was like, that's weird. If your schedule's free, you should just do it. But God has shown me that although there is free time, he can fill it with either presence time with himself or Mm -hmm. for other people. So anyway, Mm -hmm. you know, this one is just encourage you because if you think you're going to miss it, you're not. Mm -hmm. Um, because God will literally get you where you're supposed to go, even if you're not going in the right direction initially. Well, um, about, I think it was four, four years ago, probably at this point, um, I always pray to ask God about how to spend my free time and my vacation. So I was kind of praying into, all right, how is my May going to look for this year? And, you know, at the time or a little bit before that, I had received an email inviting me to a dinner about um, for a nonprofit that I had gone to do missions work with in Myanmar in 2010. And so I thought, oh, that's sweet. That's cool. You know, it was kind of the first time geographically I had lived close enough to where I could go to it. But, you know, I just kind of disregarded it. I said, okay, that's cool. That's fine. Well, it just so happened that, um, you know, I hadn't even remembered that the date of the dinner was happening at this point, but on that day, early in the morning, I mean, I had my heart set on going to the beach and there was nothing. And I, I talked to my roommate at the time into it. I mean, and you know, people are texting us. I think the weather is going to be bad. I did not care. I was like, I'm going to the beach. Like I was dead set on getting myself to the beach, you know, selfish ambition, whatever. (laughs) I was like, I'm going. And we actually started driving that way. We were going to go to one of the North Carolina beaches, but we ended up driving towards Virginia beach because we're like, well, maybe the weather is not bad there. So we got off the exit and, um, got gas. And I literally walking back to the car, just knew in my spirit, like Clarice, you're being Jonah right now. (laughs) Um, I sent you the email about the dinner and I need you to go. And I still was just dragging my feet. And I don't even know why, because I love this organization. I love the people. I just think I didn't like the concept of not being able to do what I wanted to do. Oh, yeah. And, you know, it's human and flesh. And so either way, I got in the car and I said to my roommate, I was like, I'm supposed to be in South Carolina. And she just laughed. Like we had this Jonah moment of me running and I'm laughing and it's just (laughs) comical. So anyway, on the way down to the dinner, we stop in Charlotte at the Whitewater Center and just um, spend time there. And um, one of my favorite activities water wise is um, seeing a paddle boarding. And I don't like to toot my own horn, but I am really good at it. So, you know, I'm just like trying to show her how to do it. Like she's falling in. I'm laughing. Like I just don't fall in. It's not my ML. So, you know, we're getting close to the end and long story short, um, we're within sight of the shore and I get knocked off my board. Like someone just comes crashing into me and I fall off and I'm like, what the heck? Like I don't fall off. So <laughs> Anyway, long story short, at that point, my and I, I shouldn't have had my phone with me, but anyway, I have my phone with me, so my phone's at the bottom of the lake now, don't have any means of communication, all I know is I'm supposed to be at this dinner. So we leave, go to the dinner, and at the dinner, um, the they're talking about the upcoming missions trips, and the only one that would work in my schedule, like, to the date, was to go to India, mm-hmm. and 
I honestly was not overzealous um, because when I said I got knocked off and fell into the um, water off my paddleboard, um, it was an Indian man that knocked me off. Really? So I was not happy with Indians at that point. I just was like, this is just not cool. And so she, my roommate was cracking up. She's like, oh, she's like, God's calling you to India. I was like, I'm not going to India because I'm so bitter. My phone's at the bottom of the lake. Anyway. Long story short, I asked them, um, all right, I think I'm supposed to ask you if there are any spots on this trip. And they said, we actually need one more female. And I was like, of course you do, because I'm trying to go to Virginia Beach, and I'm now in South Carolina with mm-hmm. the phone. And anyway, um, in two weeks' time, I was on a plane to Mumbai, India. Wow. And got to be a part of some amazing um, God work there and salvations and just ministry opportunities and lifetime connections. Um, so all that <laughs> to say, <laughs> even when you think you can walk yourself out of a situation where you're going to miss what God has for you, he will redirect you. And it even took Jonah being swallowed by a whale. And I'm so thankful that there wasn't anything as extreme as being swallowed by a whale because I don't think I would have, I don't think I would have made it. I would just been like, no, you could just take me now. But <laughs> anyway, all that to say, you won't miss what he has for you. You just won't. You won't. And I, I love these two examples. These are two great <laughs> examples of fate because he is so clear, right? In both yes. of these examples, he was extremely clear. And I have to add to Clarissa's point about <laughs> fear of missing it. I hear from a lot of friends and just people I've ministered with in life that fear of missing what God has actually has crippled them um, mm. and kept them in one place. And I, wow. the Lord gave me a metaphor years ago um, or a visual of mm. think of a car or a boat, you know, if a boat's sitting in the water and not moving, it's really hard to turn that bad boy around. Mm-hmm. But if the boat's going forward, moving across the ocean, mm-hmm. it just takes a slight turn of the wheel to redirect it. And so he mm. showed me that as far as our life, like if we are going and mm. our heart's desire is what he wants. And you're going one direction. And hey, maybe you didn't get it right. Maybe you did miss it. Like Clarice <laughs> said, she was in the car going to Virginia. But she's this moving vessel that he can redirect. He's like, her heart is towards me. She's being a little difficult right now. But her heart is towards me. And so we say that to encourage. Mm-hmm. Um, don't let mm-hmm. fear of missing it paralyze mm-hmm. you. Like Clarice no. said, if the Lord's calling you to something, he'll get you there. You just have to oh. be willing to step out. Absolutely. And that's just it. Just step out. Just step out in faith and listen to his promptings. Yes. So Clarice, I'd love to hear. So we've shared Mm. two faith examples (laughs) um, that have come to pass and fairly quickly. But we just referenced in Hebrews, all these people that never saw their promise or their promise took a while. Mm -hmm. Do you have any faith stories that maybe haven't happened yet? Girl, my husband is out there. I'm believing it and I'm declaring that he is. Um, But it's interesting because when we were studying for this, I was just asking God, I was like, okay, God, let's just kind of walk back through the timeline of this wait because, you know, I'm reading in Hebrews 11 and they're talking about things taking like 40, like 20 years, things taking like 10, you know, taking Mm -hmm. all this time. And I am now almost on a 14 year journey of praying and believing for my husband. Mm-hmm. And I didn't even realize that. And I was kind of just going through old journals. Cause obviously we've talked about how I'm passionate about journaling. Um, you know, but for instances like this, I am really happy about that, you know, cause I look back and the very first time I wrote the list of qualities that I believe that God put on my heart that I desire in a husband mm-hmm. was in Ju- it was June 5th of 2005. 
And I have the list. I, I still reference it, you know, as I'm praying for my future husband, I, you know, I, I will pull things from it and pray for those specific things. You know, five years later in 2010, um, I got another word about my future husband. In 2015, I got, you know, another word about my future husband. Um, one of my favorites when I was kind of going back through my journals was um, in December. Um, I actually wrote, this is quote, I put, um, I was able to catch up with Cassie tonight. I just love her and I'm so thankful for her friendship, leadership, and general goodness. Um, and I said, Lord, as always, you know what you are, what you are doing. I said, we were able to talk about a bunch of things, but one thing that we both mutually agreed on was that there has been a strong increase in faith for our husbands. I said, we have been filled with such excitement for our husbands and our future kids. Okay. Well, that was 2015. Awesome. You're married. I'm still not, which is totally fine because I'm, I'm in a good place, you know? And then later um, that year I put, you know, Lord, I make a vow to you to be fully committed to you. Um, the work that you have called me to, to my to my future, my future husband, my marriage, my family, um, bless all of that and my family in advance. And I said, it is with belief, faith, and hopeful assurance that I declare all of the th these things to be through the blood of Jesus in Jesus name. So it's just evidence that, you know, I am taking the scripture and just applying it to the situation and just saying, you know, by faith, you just have put it in my heart. You've prompted me to, you've given me, um, you know, scriptures like in, in 2016, he gave me specific scriptures, for my husband and it's from first Timothy six eleven through 21. So pretty much everyone in my circle, um, we just, they're like, have you met Timothy yet? Cause we call him Timothy. Cause you know, um, just taking those scriptures. Um, and then, you know, let's see, you know, in 2018, God gave me, you know, at that point I was just kind of like, okay, God, it's been a few years since I first wrote, um, <laughs> the desired qualities you know, what's a specific prayer strategy for my husband? And he, he outlined it for me, you know, and then another scripture he gave me to latch onto in this season is from Luke 145. He said, blessed, and I put my name in it, blessed is Clarice who believed there would be fulfillment of what was spoken to her from the Lord, you know, and then earlier this year, um, I did an Esther fast for my husband and, you know, Yesterday when I was out shopping, I found this awesome, like, white jumpsuit. And I'm like, oh, well, I can use that someday for an engagement party, you know. So it's just, it's just fun. It's just so fun to journey with God. And I will say it hasn't always been fun because you don't sometimes think about something until people ask. They'll be like, oh, are you dating yet? Or, you know, I did my taxes this year. And last year, you know, or a couple of years ago, I was blessed to purchase a home. And so this year, um, the person doing my taxes was like, Oh, have you had any life changes in, in the past year? Did you get married? And you know, you're thinking you're like, um, no, I would have told you about that, but no. Um, so it's just, you know, it's just fun. Like it obviously hasn't manifested yet, but it's just neat. Cause it, it really resonates with me with, um, the scripture in Hebrew is just about, it hasn't happened yet. And my hope has gone all over the place, but my assurance is in my savior and my hope is in Christ. So it doesn't matter. Like I am content in this great season. I think of all the things I've been able to do in this season, um, just of singleness. And, you know, has it been always easy? No, but you know, God is faithful and he is faithful to provide what he promised. And I just declare it. Which is fantastic. And Clarice, one of the things I admire as you tell that story, um, is the consistency of your faith, um, and your hope in the Lord and trust in him. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I would ask, you know, this is a little bit of raw transparency you know, so <laughs> from the first date you gave us. It's 14 years. 14 years. Um, yeah. And you mm-hmm. mentioned, you know, throughout scriptures, guys, this isn't abnormal. Um, you know, think about Christ who came to earth and it, you know, as a baby. And so it was 30 years before he started walking into ministry and yeah. John the Baptist wait, Paul had his Damascus, Damascus road experience. And then it wasn't until 13 years later, um, David mm-hmm. was identified mm-hmm. as King. You know, what was it? 17 to 20 years mm-hmm. later before mm-hmm. that walked out. So this part of faith isn't abnormal. Yeah. You know, we right. gave examples earlier of almost immediate manifestation and God does that. Absolutely. Look for it in the day to day, look mm-hmm. for it in the little things that he's doing, but there are going to be times that you're believing the Lord for something big. Um, something mm. like this and that he doesn't necessarily provide it the moment you ask for it. Um, right. We have to trust his timing. So Clarice, all that to say mm-hmm. over a long period of time, um, I hear all the joy in your voice, but would you say um, there were tough times? Oh, absolutely. And I, in two, in 14 years time, I mean, I have had some counterfeits where I thought, Oh, this could be the one and have absolutely been as far ultimately from who God has for me. So mm-hmm. I get the whole Sarah going to Abraham and being like, um, this is probably not going to happen in my body. So let's try someone else's body. You know, I get that because I'm like, well, this one kind of works. Yeah. Um, but it always goes back to the peace of my spirit. I, I know when I know when I'm being obedient and listening and hearing God's voice. Um, and so those times it's not easy because you're like, but God, couldn't he just be the one? Like, why isn't this one working? You know? Sure. And you know, you do, you have those allies. I mean, there have been many nights that have been full of tearful cry out to God prayers. Um, there have been times when I'm like, God, this doesn't make sense. Like my players are starting to have marriages and babies. I'm like, this doesn't make sense. Or former players, but you know, I'm like, it's it, like, I just don't understand the weight. But what God has shown, and it goes back to his faithfulness, every time that I, I get to the end of that specific belief or something, and then it manifests, I have, a, I have an understanding then of why it happened then, and I understand better the timing, you know? And it may not be well into my marriage that I can look back and say, I understand now why it took so long, you know? Um, and so that's, that's where we get with it. And it is okay. I think one thing that I've learned through this process is it's okay not to be okay while you're waiting. It's okay for you to literally talk to God and be like, God, this isn't fair. I don't like this. Change my heart, change my mind in this moment because I need it. Um, because I'm feeling this. And I think of like, if I were just feeling driven through this, mm-hmm. I might be in an unhappy, undivine marriage right now or even relationship. And that's not what I know my good, good father has for me. And so as he makes us wait, we can trust that what he has for us on the back end of waiting is awesome. It is. And I uh, like what you just said about the characters of our father. And I think of James one seventeen that says every good mm-hmm. and perfect gift is yes. from above coming down from the father of heavenly light. So mm. he's not sending you counterfeit. Mm-mm. He's not sending you less than to your point of things that might look like, well, this is close enough. Like when he right. promises mm-hmm. and he places this desire, Clarice, I can hear it in your voice. Just even as you talk about it, um, Clarice's desire is this th- strong for these two things because the Lord had already 
stated to her, committed to her and promised these things to her. So mm-hmm. when the Lord promises something to your heart, um, you know, there, there's desire that bubbles up. And then to your point, the development that happens in the waiting. And again, mm-hmm. I want to be very clear. God's not teasing us. It's not like no, he's holding a carrot in front of us not. and saying, here, no. chase after this. Mm-mm. That's not what he's doing in the waiting. That's not, and he's not a cruel God, but no. I know if I can speak for my personal life, it is those years of waiting where mm-hmm. a lot of the development has come, where a lot of the growth has come, where a lot of my Amen. clinging to him because I bet listeners can identify in Clarice. I know you can in other areas of life that when you get what you're believing for, um, uh-huh. not that you don't look to God, but it's easy to get all confident over here. Like, great. Mm-hmm. I got my promise. I got what I wanted. Look at it. Look at me. Mm-hmm. Hopefully it doesn't go that route, but it could. And then God's kind of over on the shelf of thanks that you did that. Now let me run in this promise. And yeah. in my life, it's been in the waiting season that mm. I'm clinging to him and saying, show me more of you. And so it's yes. a personal prayer of mine to have that discipline, no matter the circumstances. I haven't arrived yet. Um, mm. I find it easier in hard times to cling to him than in, in good times. Um, but he's growing me in that. But so, Clarice, to your point, mm. I love how you said, you know, there's purpose in the waiting and it's not cruelty. Because God's ultimate plan for us, he even said at the end of Hebrews of like, um, he died, but God had provided, or excuse me, these people died in faith, but God mm-hmm. had provided better, meaning there is better, there is more that he has for us. So whether you see it here on earth or we're in eternity when we're all brought together in the kingdom of heaven, like God has good. So mm-hmm. never let your circumstance of you're still waiting or you got it and whatever, don't let that define how God loves yeah. you. Just because you heard in Clarice's voice, just because she's waiting for something, and I've got something as well. We probably mm-hmm. all do that. We, I promise we haven't seen manifest yet. But just because yeah. God hasn't given it doesn't redefine how God views me. It doesn't change his love for me. Like, oh, mm-hmm. Clarice and I were believing in 2015 for a husband, and now Cassie got a husband. Clarice no, ha- hasn't yeah. yet. That doesn't <laughs> define, like, God doesn't love Mm-mm. me more. No. Just a different time frame. And trust me, the 15 years before my husband, uh, they were pretty hellacious. And so I get mm-hmm. it. I'm with Clarice. I'm praying with my sister because I- I've been there. We've all been there. It's just the circumstance of what we're waiting for might be a little different. But God, mm-hmm. but God, Clarice, I just have to keep giving him mm-hmm. the glory in this. Amen. Because we can have faith. There's not many things we can wait 14 years for or longer <laughs> and say, I'm still good waiting. You know, in the natural, I would have moved on. I would have passed up whatever that was and kept on going. But the yes. Lord, Jesus Christ, warrants that level of our faith. Mm. Amen. Amen. And it's so much, it's so much more fun that way. It really is, you know, and he, he just provides exactly what we need in every season. If we go to him. Sure. And cause I'm looking down at time and I want to be sensitive mm. to that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you impact faith, not you, Clarice, you, us, all of us yeah. collectively, you impact promises as well. We can talk about that later, but you know, mm. the Lord's faithful and you're believing in faith, but there are times that we also have free will and can make decisions. And so Clarice, mm-hmm. we can talk about that at another point. <laughs> um, but our obedience during the waiting can impact yeah. the delivery mm-hmm. of that promise because God, God is a God of um, principles and laws that he's put into place. And mm. so he's not going to go against himself. So no. I can speak during my waiting. I spent seven years with the wrong person. Well, he's not mm-hmm. going to bring me my husband in the middle um, for me, at least in the middle yeah. of my disobedience. So yeah. we'll unpack that more later, mm-hmm. but we, our personal obedience can also impact mm. um, the promises of the Lord. Yeah. 
Amen. Well, it's awesome because we get to journey through life with the people around us and, you know, this life of faith. I read this quote recently and it says this life of faith is a result of exercising our faith muscles day after day, year after year until we arrive home and it's consistency over time. Mm, yeah. Clarice, we read one more time. We still have Hebrews 11, mm-hmm. one, 11 1 up as we I end today. Do. I do. Just a reminder, guys, mm-hmm. just put this into your heart and just marinate on it, meditate on it. You know, let this prompt you to continue through to read the rest of 11. Um, but just faith is a confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. Praise God, Lord. May that be so for each and every <laughs> listener, Father. Um, fill us up with your faith. Father, you show us how. Um, and so, Lord, we thank you for examples in your in, in your word of people who are full of faith. And, Lord, I thank you for you being so faithful to us and being the type of character that we can fully have assurance, confidence in, mm. that we don't have to doubt you, that we can fully trust you. Um, and Lord, I thank you for that. And I thank you for all you've done in my life and Clarice's life. Father, the promises that you have so sweetly spoken to us. Father, I ask that you bring those to pass in the way that you promised. Lord, thank you for today and thank you for every listener. It's in your name we pray. Amen. <laughs>